0: The parts of yourself that you've hidden away. What if you revealed them? Not for others, but for yourself. So you can witness your own vulnerability, courage, bravery, and beauty. It's in this way, I feel, we will come to know ourselves beyond the judgments of others we've adopted. We will meet ourselves and realize that it's okay to be who I am. Not for anyone else, but for me. Welcome to the Unlearn Yourself podcast. This is the place to discover and remember yourself as you unlearn who you have been taught to be. We will explore who your true self is by diving into your inner world and creating the most empowering, aligned, and free relationship with you and your life. Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. With a brand new episode. Took a little bit of break there. It was unintended and intentional all at the same time. And today I have a, I don't know, like a powerful transmission, a personal story to share with you, which reflects my process that I'm in currently, the journey that I'm currently on, and what's happening for me in real time. I contemplated about sharing this for an entire month because it's so vulnerable for me to open up like this. But I also believe a big part of my path is to share my process, to share my journey in real time versus sharing it with you or just sharing it when I'm on the other side of it. I think what is moving me to do this, is me facing a fear and liberating myself from exposing my journey, my process in real time. And last night, I was laying in bed and I got this message loud and clear, and I want to share it with you here as a way to start this episode today. The parts of yourself that you've hidden away, what if you revealed them? Not for others, but for yourself. So you can witness your own vulnerability, courage, bravery, and beauty. It's in this way, I feel, we will come to know ourselves beyond the judgments of others we've adopted. We will meet ourselves and realize that it's okay to be who I am. Not for anyone else, but for me. This is going to be sharing with you my journey, my process where I'm in real time, and I've titled this episode, Business as a Mirror, for a reason, because in my life, the thing that has challenged me, brought me to my knees, exposed all my wounding, all my delusions, distortions, all the pain that I have carried, has been my business. So, the story of my business is that it started as a, I would say it started as like a call to action to myself to document my own healing journey. Because as a child, I have been somebody who loves to document. I love documenting things in journals, on blogs. In audio format and video format, I just am a documenter and historian of my own life, and I don't want to miss a beat. So I, so, I document everything meticulously, and I have since I was a kid. And when I got this call to start a YouTube channel back in 2013, it was probably one of the most terrifying things I had to lean into because. It was scary being on camera. I didn't really know how to talk to a camera. I have a history of being socially awkward, not being able to communicate myself, not being able to look at somebody in the eye. I had a stutter. So it was really, really challenging for me to start making videos about my personal growth, my, at the time I didn't know it, but my homecoming journey. And that's what propelled me into. I would say doing this more inner work in a very uh, embodied way because I was talking about things that I was working on myself. So if you go back to my earlier videos on my YouTube channel, the videos were about anger and complaining and confidence and fear because those are the things I was struggling with and dealing with at the time. So Everything that I have shared on my journey has always been a portrayal or a reflection of where I am in real time because for me, that's what feels right. It feels right for me to share from a place of walking my talk, doing my work, and sharing from a place of embodiment rather than just giving you a bunch of information that I think is wise so then... You can just go into a mental, intellectual space with it. I think it's really important to integrate. And the integration has to happen is when you really take what you learn and you integrate it and apply it into your own life and it becomes a part of who you are. So I think I intrinsically knew that when I started this journey of documenting my personal growth I didn't start this as a business. That wasn't my idea or my intention or even my desire. I was just really lost in my life. And I was just really craving to put everything that I was learning and everything I was understanding and all the insights and contemplations I had somewhere. So I did th- I did that through a YouTube channel and a WordPress blog, which no longer is active. It's all transformed into my website. So you can go back and search 2013 on my blog, my website, and you will be able to read some of the first writings I've ever written. Um, And a lot of the stuff that came through at the time for me in 2013, 2014 was very channeled. I didn't realize, but I had this ability to be so open that higher knowledge or higher consciousness could pour through me. So a lot of that stuff was very channeled because I was so receptive and so open at the time. So those were like the the... What do I want to call it? The the very very beginnings of my business, and over time, it evolved into coaching. It evolved into giving classes. It evolved into digital products. It evolved into me making over I don't know two hundred fifty or two hundred seventy five videos on YouTube. It started. It evolved into this podcast. It evolved into working with clients from all over the world in all different walks of life, in all different stages of their life. It evolved. But through that process, I was struggling a lot. And I was struggling a lot with my insecurity about myself. And my business was constantly exposing that to me on a daily basis. And constantly mirroring back to me places that I was not secure, sure of who I am and the way my work has has kind of unfolded is it's a lot of it's been my personal uh insights and perspectives that I I share from and I talk from and teach from and the other i would say like 25% of it or even more as the years went by was channeled work Because I would sit down in meditation or I'd start writing in my journal and I would get these blocks of thoughts and I would start writing this down. And I knew it wasn't something that was necessarily coming from me, but it was coming from a higher aspect of me. And everything that was coming through was also very relevant for me where I was at that time. And so everything that I was teaching, sharing, and the foundation of my work was really built on this personal experience, this personal like extraction of the wisdom that was within me and what I was healing and what I was working through in real time. And because it was that, and I didn't learn it in a textbook, or I didn't take a course on it, or I didn't get a degree in it, or I didn't get some qualifications in it, I really struggled with the validity of it. I really struggled with it being helpful or valuable or worthwhile to somebody because it was so personal it was it was really coming from a place of my heart and now i understand that when something is original when something is authentic when something is being said or brought out into the world and it's never been done before. It's really coming from a place of your heart. It's coming from a place of true alignment to who you are as a person. And this, this, starting to, this has started to make so much more sense to me now because we live in a world of regurgitation. People are just regurgitating information. That's all they're doing. They're taking information they learn in a textbook or from a teacher that lived 100 years ago or 50 years ago, and they're just regurgitating it in their own flavor. But it's not new information. The the real teachers of the world and people who are really, really committed to their soul's evolution and spiritual development and coming home to themselves are not regurgitating information. Their information, quotation marks, that they're sharing is original. It's original. It's pure. It's never been heard before. It's never been said before. And you can, you can feel their essence, their frequency, their energy, and what they're saying. It's not just a mental concept that they're just projecting outward and telling people they have the answer to whatever problem that you're going through. And I didn't realize that I was doing this all of my life. I was sharing original information that was really infused with my own frequency, my own essence, my own understanding, perception, embodiment of it. And because it was coming from me, and solely me, and I wasn't hearing it anywhere out in the world, and I wasn't reading it in a textbook or watching someone else talk about it, I judged it. I doubted it. I didn't believe that it was worthwhile or valuable or helpful because I was so insecure in myself. And this is where I have struggled with my self-worth, my value. It is a huge, huge lesson for me in this lifetime Reclaiming my inner resources, coming into my value, coming into my worth intrinsically as a human being. And I have about five planets in Capricorn in the second house, which includes my Saturn as well. And wherever your Saturn is in your natal chart in astrology, that is a place of growth and pain and ultimately transformation for you, and something you will probably end up teaching about in your lifetime. And business has been the way that my wounds and my distortions and my eroded, broken self-esteem was exposed to me. And that's why I call my business as a mirror because nothing in my life has made me feel so little and so insignificant and so helpless and so unworthy and so just not good enough than my business. It has been this constant piercing mirror that I have been looking into for the past like five, seven, eight years when I started my business, which wasn't really in 2013, but that's kind of when the seeds I put them in the soil. It's been a really painful process because every single time I've shared a podcast or shared an Instagram post or shared a YouTube video or been on I've been interviewed for a podcast, I have had to face those feelings of unworthiness and feeling like I have no value, feeling like what I said didn't translate or didn't land for anybody and doubting myself constantly over and over and over again. Until this past year, like late 2020, I really was like, I need to understand what is going on here because my self-esteem is so broken which was something i knew about but i didn't know to the extent that i was seeking validation in the work that i was doing and and it's really interesting because for a week about 10 days in october i shut down everything completely my website my twitter my instagram everything that i could shut down i shut down i took it off the face of the earth well i took it off the face of the internet and I sat with that place of void. And one of the awarenesses that came through for me is my identity comes from what I do. And right now, I've removed any significance of what I do. And I felt so lost. I felt aimless. I felt directionless. I felt like I had no meaning and purpose to my life. But it was also really scary and eye-opening how much I defined myself myself by what I do and what I achieve and what I have and my career and my work. And without it, I felt like I had no identity, which was really, really scary for me to come to awareness about because my work no longer had the purity of it that I started it off with in 2013. It became this like way that I was going to feel fulfilled full full of myself, feel whole, feel complete, feel valuable, feel worthy in who I was. And ironically enough, I wasn't feeling that way. If anything, I was feeling worse about myself. I was in constant comparison to other people because I was like, "When I'm, I don't do it as good as them. I don't know as much as them. I'm not making as much money as them. I don't have as many clients as them. I don't have as much success as them. It was this constant comparison. And one of the things that came through for me, again, I, I, I get a lot of blocks of thought when I'm in stillness and solitude. One of the things that came through for me was when, I, when I'm comparing myself to other people, I am not honoring my individuality. And that spoke to me so much. When I'm comparing myself to other people, I am not honoring my individuality and I'm not honoring the unique individual person that I am with my own unique set of live life experiences, perspective, journey, challenges, Whatever it is, my own unique makeup. And I realized that. It's like when we're so freaking busy comparing ourselves to other people and feeling like we should be more like this or we should do it more like this, especially when it comes to running a business, a spiritual business. Again, quotation marks around spiritual We compare ourselves to other people and we fall into these traps of how we think we need to do it or how it needs to look like. And when we're doing that, we're not honoring our individuality. We're not honoring our individual authentic expression and being. And I really believe that the more you infuse yourself into the work that you do, the more embodied you are in the work that you're doing. Your work is no longer coming from a mental space of teaching information, but your work now becomes a place where you're living the teaching or you're living what you're talking about or what your work is about. And for me, I knew that was the place I was always operating from because I couldn't just share something that was going to make me more money or that was going to solve a problem for other people. You know how many times I've gotten emails from people who were like, Your your work is great and everything, but like what problem are you really solving for people? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to solve a problem for people because I don't think people have problems to be solved. I think people need to just come home to themselves. But these like weird, distorted, like tentacle arms hooking into other people's way of doing business really never resonated with me. And I couldn't just like put a product out there that I had no like it didn't come through my own system, that I didn't actually ground into my own system first. And I knew I was doing that because I could feel the dissonance when, you know, these business strategies or business coaches or people would talk about like how you should create a sales funnel and create training programs. And this is how to leverage your business and make more money. I'm like, it doesn't feel good to me because it has to be first grounded. I have to be living it before I can then go out there and tell you, this is da-da-da-da-da, like I have to first do the work myself in order for me to share it. And I think that level of authenticity, that level of integrity has always been really, really crucial and really, really important for me and how I run my business. But I think the problem that I was constantly running into was that I didn't have a solid foundation and security in who I was and able to trust my wisdom, able to trust the way I do things, trust the way the teaching was coming through me trust that as, as 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 long as I was embodying it and walking my talk that gave me more of a credential qualification to teach it and talk about it and share it than going and get and getting a degree to tell me that I can get then go do this work I was really 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 lost with myself about it and so Late 2020, I started working with a therapist and I've been in therapy for about a year now. It's almost been a year actually. And through that whole process of peeling everything back, it became very, very obvious to me that my self-esteem and the security that I am not in with myself was really, really being mirrored back to me in my business because it was like the sinking feeling constantly that when I would put something out into the world. And I have a very harsh inner critic that would just judge everything that I was saying, everything that I was doing. And all of the episodes that you have listened to, besides the last one, with Caroline, I've had someone else edit them. And the episode with Caroline was the first episode that I recorded, I edited, I produced it, and I put it out into the world. And it was such an interesting experience for me because I had to face myself and how I did things and the way my voice sounded and the way I asked questions and the way that I respond to the interviewer and the way that I, you know, present myself and all of that. And it made me realize how little I think of myself. And it has come in waves. You know, there would be times in my life where I've Felt great about myself, but it wouldn't last no more than 24 hours. But my barometer and my default has always been feeling really shitty about myself and judging myself for how I did things, judging myself for what I said, judging myself for how I wanted, how I, you know, showed up in my business and the things that I was saying and how I was saying it and all of that. And even if I was even helping my clients, like it was that bad for me. And this eroded sense of self-esteem really started when I was a young, young child. Like I have a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse in my history. And so it wasn't shocking to me that as an adult today, I was struggling with such deep, deep levels of self, self, um, insecurity. I wouldn't say self-hatred, but I was at a point where I completely hated myself and I had suicidal tendencies and I was really, really depressed and suicidal, but I've come out of that depression. And I have meditation to thank for a lot of that. But just this deep insecurity and doubt in myself. I think when you're living with constant self-doubt, it's eroding. It's so eroding because it takes takes your power away. And it makes you feel so helpless to change your internal condition, your internal experience of yourself. And my internal condition and experience of myself was constantly feeling like I was in a void and drowning and like a black tar-like substance was like eating me and engulfing me. And this would constantly, again, be exposed when I was interacting with my business. It wasn't, it's just the irony of it all is because when I kind of talk to people in my day-to-day life and I am married with my husband, I'm so sure of myself in in those places. Like, you know, I've never been the girl who was defined by a man or needed a relationship or needed to get married or that was what I dreamed of to be married and to be a wife or whatever I was like you know honestly could care less what was really important for me was a career like success succeeding in my career achieving these external forms of success or whatever and so in my relationships and when I would be like dating or hanging out with people someone didn't like me or rejected me in a relationship situation, I'd be like, whatever, it's their problem, not mine. I knew that about myself. I was so sure of myself in that. I wasn't trying to be good enough for somebody. I wasn't trying to make somebody like me. I wasn't seeking validation in somebody. But when it came to my business, it wasn't that way that I was operating with men, wasn't translating. With my business, I was like, so like insecure and clingy and being like oh my god I need to get validation from my business and my work and the more people that watch my youtube videos and the more people that download my podcast episodes and the more people that like my instagram posts must mean that my work is valuable like this is the narrative I have lived with for so long and it's funny because I don't know I think I'm sharing all of this because some of you who are listening have probably followed my journey since I started all this, and some of you have been here since the beginning, and I'm so incredibly grateful that you are here and you have witnessed all of this this time with me and my journey and my path but and I probably have come across to you as someone who's super wise uh super intelligent you know, knows what she's talking about. But that's not the way that I have felt about myself all these years. And I have tried to hide that and, you know, tried to deny that and tried to like push through that and still show up anyway. Because the yearning to express myself, the yearning to document my journey, the yearning to be of service has always moved me into action. But there was no strong rooted foundation where I could stand on That when I said the words to you in a podcast or I shared a newsletter or I put a video out there, there was no backbone backing any of that up. I was just sitting there after I hit post struggling in self-doubt and like just berating myself and judging myself for all the ways this is stupid or this is wrong or what I did was not helpful or not valuable. And the question that kept coming up for me over and over again is what I do is not valuable, who I am is not valuable, and my business as I participated in it and did things, constantly was exposing that wound, that perception, that identity of mine. And it got to the point where I walked away from my business many times over the course of the past many years, and I thought walking away from it, you know, getting another job, which I did, (laughs) or getting a part-time job and running my business would make me finally heal all this stuff because my tendency is to isolate, is to avoid. That's how I deal with things. Is, is when I is is to run. Is how I is my is my way of like protecting myself. Is how I deal with things. So I thought if I just ran away from my business, then I could sit in my own little bubble and solve all these problems of unworthiness and des- undeservingness and worthlessness that I feel because. My business was like this piercing mirror that was staring at me in my face that was constantly making me feel this way. So if I walked away from the thing that was making me feel this way, I could just sit in my little circle and fix it and figure it out and heal from it. And it reminds me of something my husband shared with me like a week ago. He said... It's like you're trying to be that guy who's seeking enlightenment. So he goes to the cave and like meditates for like 30 years and he achieves inner peace. But then as soon as he comes out into the world, he's like flicking people off and his whole sense of inner peace is gone because, yes, it's easy to find peace when you remove yourself from the thing that is uncomfortable or disturbing or exposing the wound or faulting back to places where you need to heal, it's easy to find peace then. But when you put yourself in front of it and you stare at it, that's when you actually are doing the true healing. And I realized that's what I needed to do. And hence I'm sharing this because I can walk away and do my own little healing on the side and then come back and be like, oh my God, I had a transformation. Or I can <sighs> I can be in the thick of it, face the freaking mirror, look in the mirror and feel all the sensations moving through my body and, and witness it. That's where the true healing and the true alchemy is going to happen. And I know that intuitively. And I think this is the reason I've resisted recording this episode because it's so vulnerable to really come to terms with the fact that, I feel insecure about my work. I feel worthless. I feel like I have no value. I feel like what I do is you know not good enough it's 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 it feels so painful to expose and bring to the surface these feelings that I've been sitting in for all my life and I can have gratitude for my business right now because it's it's without it I feel like I would have never understood the deep deep levels of insecurity that I live in with myself on a constant basis and how much work and money identify who I am as a person and how much they consume my life force energy and how much I operate from uh helplessness and powerlessness and trying to get something out of what I do, which is my sense of identity. Um, And right now, it's interesting as I've shared all of this, my system feels so silent and so quiet. And like, it's like, it feels like a burden has been lifted off my shoulders because I feel like I'm meeting myself where I am right now. I'm no longer trying to outdo or trying to fix or trying to prove something anymore and trying to get the external validation and love and approval as a way to finally feel adequate and worthy and and valuable and capable and qualified that freaking word qualified, qualified to do this work. I think for me, it's helping me come to this awareness of the more I seek myself and the things I do, the more lost I am to myself. And the more that I the more I will have to constantly be grasping to my business, to money, to external achievements and accomplishments to find significance and meaning and identity about myself. And if I if I just be with where I am now and accept that this is this is this is something that is happening and and very valid. I'm no longer fighting with myself, but I also feel like I'm no longer needing to prove myself or be something other than that, which I am right now here in this moment. And the other, like I've had so many awarenesses through this journey because this has been so in my face, (laughs) I would say for most of this year, but like really since like the summer, the late summer, it's been like so in my face And the other awareness that I had is like, it's so easy to hide yourself behind a qualification. It's so easy to hide yourself behind the mask that you wear on this world. But it is so vulnerable to give the world the gift of who you are in real time as you are. And I feel like that's, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to just be myself. And not hide behind what I do or what I'm qualified to do or what my credentials are or what my qualifications are or what my achievements are or what my accomplishments are. I'm not here to do that. And I think that's a radical way of operating because that's how you're programmed or bred to operate in the world. You know, people always ask you, what do you do for work? It's like doing is associated with who you are. And I have struggled in that a rigid box with myself because I wasn't successful at what I was doing. I wasn't, you know. I was uh, trying to find myself in what I was doing. I was trying to find my myself in my business. I was trying to find my worth, my value in my business. And honestly, in all the years that I've had my business, it's really not been that successful. It hasn't financially or externally or whatever the external measures of success has been because I've been struggling so hard trying to prove myself, trying to get something from what I did. And I made it so much about me, about me. And if I wasn't getting clients, I made it about me. It must mean that I'm not good enough. If no one was buying my digital products, I made it about me that i must not be good enough. If no one's watching my videos or listening to my podcasts or whatever stuff i put out there, it must mean that i'm not good enough. What i ha- what i have to say or what i do is not valuable. Like this is where i've been at for so long. Like it it came back to meaning something about me. And it's it's so sad for me to say this out loud, but that's the truth. That's where I have been at. And I think I've been doing such a good job at like coming across as that's not really where I'm at within myself, but that's where I've been at within myself for a majority of my journey with my business, with my work. It's been really painful to constantly be exposed to those levels of deep insecurity and self doubt, the mirror that my business has been. And I think me sharing this, like, in this format, in this way, because I, I also thought that I could just record this and, like, save it on my Dropbox. Um, but me sharing it in this way, like, putting it out into the into the ears of anybody who wants to listen to it, feels like I'm just being real with myself for the first time, and I'm also being real with you. I'm also sharing that... I'm struggling and I have been struggling for a long time and that it's okay for me to show up in this way that there's nothing wrong about being in process with something there's nothing wrong about being in being the thick of something there's nothing wrong about opening up and sharing where you are I think I'm sick and tired of only seeing end results what people have achieved, what people have done, what people have gotten, I want to see more of realness. And I think a lot of us want to see more of realness. And I think I want to see more realness for myself. So yeah, like I'm in the beginning stages of building this foundation of self-worth, of value, of trusting in my own inner wisdom, of trusting in how that's going to look, and and trusting in how I am here to do things, and trusting in my medicine, and trusting in my frequency, and trusting in my energy, and trusting in myself. I'm at the beginning stages of, of really building that right now. And one of the ways that I'm really looking at this is with the deep inner child work, like I have a very harsh inner masculine and this voice that's this harsh inner masculine energy, I've named it Cruella because it's very, very cruel to me. And being in mindfulness has been game-changing for me, being in witness to this voice and seeing it as a protective thing. it just wants to protect me and seeing it as something that has been inter interjected. It's not really my voice. It's been interjected into my um, thought processes and my belief systems and something I've adopted. That's been really helpful for me. But all, more than anything, being in a place of self-compassion for myself has been super, super helpful for me through this process. And I think I'll go into that in the next episode, so the next few episodes that I will definitely want to talk about is more so like my real time healing that I am doing right now with my inner child, bringing in mindfulness, inner child work, self compassion, and this whole concept of self devotion that I am in, and also uh, my relationship with money because that's another thing un- in and of itself that has been my biggest mirror, and wow, what a what a great teacher it's been for me because. Wow, it has shown me again how much I try to get my identity from money. That will be the next couple coming episodes. I think I've said everything I wanted to say. I feel lighter. So I think the nervousness I sat down to film to film, the nervousness that I sat down to record this episode is kind of gone from my system. And I know as soon as I hit stop, that inner critic will be back up again and being like oh my god you share too much oh my god now you're gonna look like a weirdo in people's eyes like that's all okay and I'm gonna sit with that voice and I'm gonna just let it be there and just be in just be in observation witness and compassion with it because it's only trying to protect me <sighs> yes this is where I'm going to leave this episode here with you just taking a just taking a deep breath here i'm sending you so much love i'm sending myself so much love we're all struggling in our own ways and it's okay that we are there is no other place we need to be right now but here with ourselves holding ourselves with tenderness with compassion With empathy, with openness, and really, really, really being there for ourselves in our suffering. And no longer denying that we are suffering. Meeting ourselves in our suffering is how we're going to move through it, is how I'm moving through it. Stay open, beloved.